0: Our estranged narrator leaves his lackluster job when he comes under the thrall of Tyler Durden, an enigmatic young man who holds secret after-hours boxing matches in the basement of bars. There, two men fight as long as they have to. to Treat Your a book club podcast where every month we read a book and we review it. I'm Christina. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emma. This month we're reading Fight Club by Chuck Polinick. And if you guys remember, if everyone out there remembers, we're doing everyone's favorite book. So this month it's my favorite book. All right, who should we start with for non-spoiler reviews? Hannah, what did you think of Fight Club?
1: Alright, so, I mean, I'm honestly not sure what I think about this book. It it was alright. It was an easy read, and Mm -hmm. I definitely wanted to know what was going to happen next. I was pretty invested in the beginning of the book, but then as the novel went on, I started to not really care as much. I don't know, Mm. honestly, I expected the twist from chapter one, and then knew for sure only a little bit later, and then I was just kind of hoping that that wasn't going to be the twist, so. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the characters were fine, they did their job of being unlikable, and by the end, I wasn't rooting for any of them, so. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So it did its job, and yeah, that that ending was fine, so. Yeah. All in all, it was, it was fine. (laughs) It was alright. Solid three stars, maybe three point five. Okay. Whoa.
0: <laughs> Whoa. All right, Emma. Let's hear it.
2: <laughs> Come on, Emma. I, okay. Uh, Hannah said she doesn't know how she feels about this book, but then more or less articulated how she feels. <laughs> I really don't know. I I'm just so confused. <laughs> I'm not confused. Okay. Whoa! Wow. <laughs> so I was pretty into it for about a hundred pages, and then around that point, I was just like, "This is just like scenes happening." It reminded me of Cash Twenty Two, mm-hmm. where it just it it felt it felt like padding that the author was kind of you know, padding it out. That the book it needs to be 200 pages to be a novel, so I need to keep writing scenes that really don't need to be there or really have anything to do Mm, with the book, but you can get away with it. You can get away with it in *Cash 22 because that book is about how war is nonsense, so you can write a book that's nonsense, and then this book is kind of about anarchy and things that are nonsense as well. We'll we'll get into that. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) The author can get away with it, but at the same time, I guess this review is that it didn't work for me, but that doesn't mean that it necessarily didn't work. Mm-hmm. I also knew the plot twist going in. I kind of thought everybody knew the plot um, twist of no, Fight Club. I didn't. Yeah. Uh,
0: it was <laughs> it was pretty classic, but like you guys said you hadn't seen the movie, so I was like, oh, I'm not going to assume that they know what the twist
2: is. But, but then you'll just, just spoil the death of one character. You did do yeah. that. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know that. So then there were no spoilers in, for me because I already knew every spoiler. <laughs> All two of them. Yeah. It's been out for like 22 years. If you've seen it, you've seen it. Yeah. Well, I have seen it. I did watch the movie today. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> so, which I kind of hoped. I was like, this will help me focus how I feel about this. And it, it didn't. It didn't. Really. <laughs> But okay. we, we, could, we can talk about the movie at the end, because I know Hannah has not seen the movie.
1: Yeah, I'm continuing okay. my streak of not watching the movies that are inspired by the books that we read.
2: <laughs> Hannah only reads the book. <laughs> that is so not true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Hannah is the number one person who will tell you to watch the movie first. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, okay. In, in conclusion of my non-spoiler review, <laughs> I think... I don't know if this book accomplished its goal either, but I don't know what the goal was. Mm. It seemed like there were a lot of goals, and that was the problem, that the yeah. author didn't choose one goal to focus on. Mm. But it's its also kind of about anarchy and how the world is nonsense, so maybe it worked. Right.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Totally.
2: Yeah. Good job, Emma. Thank you, Christina. (laughs) (laughs) What did you think of the book, Christina? How long has it been since you read it? Oh, man. It's been at least 10 years
0: since I've read it. So it's been a long time. And I feel like I understood the book a little bit more now than I did Mm. back then, which is kind of cool. I don't know. I still liked it. It was a super easy read. Like, I read it in, like, two nights. You know, Mm -hmm. super quick. But I don't know. I liked it. And I would probably read it again. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Oh, wait, I have one more point. Oh, yes. This might be a spoiler, but I'm going to say it anyway. There's very little Fight Club in this book.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which is very surprising. Yeah. They say it a lot, though. Like, I think if you'd count up the times they mention Fight Club, Mm. it would be a lot.
2: I feel like there was a long stretch where they just don't even talk about it. They're too busy making soap and doing other yeah. things. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean for sure the main characters don't go to fight club after like they start it. They start it and then they disappear. Yes. Yeah.
2: That was Yeah. That was weird. I thought they were just gonna be going to Fight Club all the time. It's their club. But I I, know. I guess we can talk about it more in the spoiler mm-hmm. section.
0: Yes. And now our review is going to be filled with spoilers. So if you don't want to be spoiled, stop and read the book and then come back. Fight Club written by chuck Polinick. this is his first novel it actually did start off as a short story yes and then he padded it out to a novel so oh, <laughs> i <I'm, I'm laughs> what one. emma said
2: i meant to mention that that i read the afterward and that he said that yeah. and i was like i knew it i hate you <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you could tell it from the writing of the book before reading the afterward that's a problem yeah
0: interesting <laughs> I definitely, like, saw it as kind of, like, vignettes. Mm, But vignettes, you can take our leave. (laughs) They're not crucial to the storyline of the book. I mean, there's, like, one chapter where line for line is almost, like, copy and pasted from other stuff that Tyler Durden had said. Mm -hmm. Like, at the beginning of the novel. So, I'm not exactly sure if that was necessary.
2: Right. The thing (laughs) is, I think... That I've already forgotten a lot of this book. And I watched the movie today. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. if you ask me, like, what happens in this book? Just Mm -hmm. um, guy, unnamed narrator, uh, goes to groups for diseases he doesn't have. And then he meets Mm -hmm. a girl. And then he meets Tyler Durden. And then he starts a fight club with Tyler Durden. And they move in together. And they make soap. And then they form a cult. And Mm radicalize a bunch of guys. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's exactly it. There's so much. There's there's so many words in this book. Yeah. (laughs) What's why is this happening? (laughs) What happened to this book? I don't remember.
0: Oh man. (laughs) Like what you take away are the like little vignettes, like the Raven K. Hustle scene, or the Robert Poulson scene or you know it's basically like the pranks that Project Mayhem are doing like become the little vignettes and that's like what you take away from it but I think that's kind of the issue is that people remember like all these surface like I don't know like it's hard to grasp like what the actual meaning of the book is like you were saying. Mm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so people are free to like take whatever meaning they want from it. Mm. Yeah. If you guys had to guess or like just your opinion there's no right answer <laughs> what, what genre would you say this book is oh <laughs> fiction <laughs> no Emma, no i mean
2: <laughs> i wouldn't say thriller because i was kind of bored by the book
0: yeah i don't think it's quite a thriller <laughs> a mystery <laughs> it's kind of a mystery kind of yeah Like he's going through all these different phases trying to follow clues,
2: kind of his condo. That's a big Yeah. That's one of the main things that starts there are lots of things that start his journey. Yeah. Yeah. But one of them is his condo blew up. Who did it? (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess he's not really concerned about who did it.
1: He's you see he's not concerned about it. So yeah. I didn't even really see that as a mystery but, in the book. But there's an
2: investigation going yeah. on in the background. People yeah. are calling him like, mm-hmm. "Hey, don't leave town. You're under investigation." Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I was thinking in like a really weird way that this is a romance novel. <laughs> oh, <what>? so, <laughs> This is my type of romance novel. It's like a romance novel between the narrator who I know in the movie, they just referred to him as Jack. Okay. But I think in the novel, he would be referred to as Joe if they're going by the same like nomenclature rules, because he refers to himself as like Joe's raging ball duck and like Joe's, you know, from the... um.
2: Third? Reader's Digest. Yeah, Digest. Okay, so Joe
0: and Tyler love each other. Okay, Mm -hmm. Tyler is Joe's ideal. Mm -hmm. Like, he wants to be him. He's everything he's ever wanted to be. He's Mm -hmm. in love with him. Like, when Tyler disappears, he feels like he's been dumped. Mm -hmm. He's totally lost. He doesn't know what to do. And then also there's, like, obviously Marla is in there. And it's like a weird love triangle thing going on there. And, you know, that's a romance novel at the end. They kind of come together and have this little like, I like you. (laughs) Really? I didn't say love. Just like, like kind of moment, you know?
1: (laughs) Wow. Wow. (laughs) Wow.
0: She's our resident know, romance expert.
1: I don't even know where to start. I mean, I don't know that I would necessarily consider this book having a happily ever after for the narrator and Marla oh, or no. the narrator and Tyler. Like, neither, <laughs> like, none of the love interests <laughs> have a happy ending. So, therefore, it Uh-oh. already is not a romance novel. And well,
0: there's still possibility with Marla. Marla's still writing him. It's not he... a happy for now. Nobody's happy yet. <laughs> Yeah,
2: who's happy at the end of this book? <laughs> <It's>
0: not, <laughs> Honestly, I mean, like I feel like Joe is happy being kind of at least he thinks he's kind of safe from all of the craziness that he created, all the products that he created. But he's not. He's totally
1: not. And that yeah. was really creepy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, I. I started the book and I got really excited and had to pause for a moment after hearing the line. We have sort of a triangle thing going here. I want Tyler, Tyler wants Marla, and Marla wants me. And I was like, is this a queer novel? And I never realized that. I got (laughs) so excited. And then I do think that you could definitely read this as like a queer experience as the narrator definitely is in love with tyler throughout but it's also an incredibly unhealthy relationship (laughs) if you put aside (laughs) even even if tyler was their own separate person it would still be an incredibly toxic
0: relationship oh for sure yeah i guess like i forgot that romance novels I guess, may, like, ended you happily? the
1: main rule of romance
0: novels. <laughs> they have to end happily? What? Is that a thing? Yes!
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is only considered a romance novel if it has a happily ever after. It can have a happy Ugh. for now, but then that means that Usually there's going to be a sequel or or we can just leave it there. Anyway, but it should have a happily ever after. Wow. That is the goal of a romance novel. I guess
2: I'm I'm the only one who's been around while Hannah's banging on about that because I've heard this conversation a lot.
0: Oh my gosh. I have never heard this conversation before. We've had it on the
2: podcast before! Oh, let's find a flashback. Oh, I remember now. Yeah, we did. Okay. Oh, flashback.
1: <laughs> Please do. Please insert. <laughs> Previously. Does her book count as a romance? It needs yes. to have a happy ending. <laughs>
0: no. Romances don't need to have happy endings. Romeo and Juliet, duh. Uh
1: Okay. There was a full, like, Twitter war about this. I'm pretty sure the, like, definition of a romance novel is that it has to, like... There's a difference between a romance novel, the genre, and then books that have romance in it. And it seems like romance genre has to have a happy ending.
2: (laughs) And if you heard it on Twitter, it must be true. Okay, but in the afterword of the book, the author... (laughs) was saying, somebody said it was sci-fi. Nobody ever told me it was a romance. And I was like, it's not a romance, because these two characters, or any of these characters, should not be together, because they're hurting each other a lot, Mm -hmm. and they all need help before they get anything else in their lives. Yeah, yeah. So, (laughs) it's... (laughs) If this was a book about learning to love yourself, that would have been a good theme, Mm -hmm. but... That's not what happened in this book. It was almost that, like it
0: could have been that, but it wasn't. No, it was like kill yourself. No, because yeah, he decides to kill himself. Yeah, <laughs> it's quite the opposite. I know. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, I don't know what to talk about.
1: I mean, I can talk about how being the one person who didn't know the twist going. Oh in. yes, Hannah, explain um, yes. the plot twist
2: and how you feel. <laughs>
1: Here, I'll kind of go into how I figured it out, I guess. In the first chapter, after I had recovered from my moment of shock that this might be a queer book and that there might be a queer romance in here, and I got very excited about that, I wrote down in my notes, I like to write down a lot of quotations, and one of the first quotations I wrote down was the I know this because Tyler knows this. It's like, huh, Mm -hmm. that's weird. He said it like, two or three times already. That's a bit yeah. weird. Uh, and <laughs> then, Why does he keep saying it? But then it wasn't until the scene where, where Marla spends the night with Tyler, mm-hmm. supposedly, where he's like, yeah, I was dreaming about humping Marla. And I was like, because you're Tyler, you're the same person. But then... I will say the book did confuse me for a little bit because it was like, Marla and Tyler are never in the same room and they have the same scars. So then I was like, wait a minute, are all three of them, <laughs> are, is oh this, my are they God. all alters? Like, are Marla and Tyler both oh alters of the narrator? And so I what? was really, I was really thrown for a while <laughs> and then I was trying to really pay attention, like, is anybody else interacting with Marla, like, when they at the the meetings or whatever i i don't know i i had a full <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my god! No, that's crazy though. Like Marla could be an altar. The only thing though is yeah. that the space monkeys interact with her. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, and I mean they get the stuff from Marla's mom too for the soap. So yes,
0: I which mean, is a really strange. That scene. was so. That
1: was such a weird. I was so confused. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah. So then I mean I I was fairly certain from that point on that at least Tyler was an alter and that we were dealing with uh, dissociative identity disorder. And then I was just really hoping that that wasn't going to be the case. I
2: The plot I twist know. is that it's not dissociative identity disorder. I,
1: I know. I, I was kind of hoping that it would have another twist. I don't know. I
2: <laughs> The twist is we made you think there was a twist and there's no twist. <laughs> yeah. Tyler really is just a dude. <laughs> okay. I was thinking about that today. And I think it could work if he was a person and that this book yeah. was about our narrator getting radicalized. Yeah. Yeah. That would be an interesting story. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe because this book was pre 9 11, people weren't thinking about radicalization as much, even though cults were a thing. Right. So, you know, it could still be. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think maybe if this book was written later, it could have been mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I, the plot twist wasn't necessary. I do think this novel could have worked without it and I think if it didn't Mm -hmm. have that plot twist then maybe the other themes would shine more. I agree with that. Because I think Mm -hmm. the... Because, alright, now we know that this is mental health and so that kind of just supersedes all of the other Mm -hmm. topics is just, oh because this guy is crazy then it kind of writes off everything that he's been going through in a way. I don't know how to explain that. uh, No,
0: because you're saying that, like, if he's the hero of the novel and everything that he's been fighting for this whole time, whether it be, like, I don't know, wealth equality or, I don't know, more freedoms. (laughs) (laughs) um, (laughs) Whatever their cause was. (laughs) Chaos. Whatever their cause was. Chaos. This terrorist organization. Yes. So, like, if he's... You know, on board with wealth equality and chaos, mm-hmm. and I don't know anti-environmentalism for some reason. I'm not sure, but you know all these things. And then you're like, yeah, this is a hero of the book. You're supposed to like the hero, and you're supposed to like want the hero to win, and all this. And then at the end of the novel, you're like, oh well, he's just crazy. So I'm crazy now because I like like the hero. Mm-hmm. Like, and then you're kind of like. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know what to do with the novel now because everything I thought was what we were going for the whole book is like Mm -hmm. now kind of stepped on.
2: The thing is, I'm kind of, I kind of see it a bit of the opposite because I think you weren't supposed to ever agree with the narrator because he's saying so Mm. many extremes. Yeah. And so then... When it turns out, I don't know, like, you're not supposed to agree with him, and then he's not well, so then it's like, you maybe you have some sort of sympathy for him, so then it's like, oh, maybe I should agree with him, but I shouldn't. I don't know. It's so muddled. Huh. Because there's so much going wow. on. I don't even know. Hannah, right. tell us what
0: you yeah. know. <laughs> tell us what to think, Hannah. <laughs>
2: I don't know. I mean, I was going to go back to
1: just even using uh, DID as a plot device even is just kind of frustrating to me. I feel that oftentimes, maybe not oftentimes, at least hopefully not anymore, but I feel that there are a bunch of examples and thrillers and mysteries where it's all explained away because of mental health or because of like dissociative identity disorder. And this is where I do feel that cuz I'm not an expert on this at all and that you should definitely look at own voices reviewers for this, but I feel like oftentimes they're portrayed as being incredibly violent. Yeah. Uh or at, like at least one of the alters is going to be incredibly violent, which is just really mm. unfortunate to be for that to be the main representation or like a standard representation of did yeah. in media and books and yeah. so then having that again be the main twist in this book that the super violent character it's all just because
2: they were an altar is just really frustrating yeah, the twist is almost always yeah. one of them is a murderer and one is mild-mannered it's dr jekyll and mr yeah. hyde it all goes back to robert lewis stevenson Robbie Lou, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> your boy, <laughs> my boy. <laughs>
1: oh
0: my gosh! Wow, that was oh, yeah. well put, Hannah.
2: Thank you. But yeah, this book could have been an interesting book about masculinity, toxic mas- masculinity. But, mm-hmm. but then it just kind of... I th- I think the intent was to be about that because. That's, yeah. that's the start of this book, is that our narrator is going to a group for testicular cancer. These men literally yes. do not have testicles. And mm-hmm. then he is emasculated yeah. in front of Marla, who decides to show up to this group. Yes. Yeah. And he's like, I must be a man so I can be with her. And then goes to horrible mm-hmm. extremes. Yeah.
0: Because yes. he was
2: emasculated. And that is interesting yes. and was well-written. And then just all sorts of other things happened. And then it was about other things. And then it was about mental health. And then it's like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, now you haven't really critiqued anything. Right. Yeah.
0: I think the novel really got away from him. And kind of like to parallel that, like I feel like Fight Club got away from Tyler and... Joe, like, they started this thing, and like you were saying, they stopped showing up, and somehow it morphed into Project Mayhem, Mm -hmm. and totally became this thing that the book was not about, and became this thing that they they were not about at the beginning, you know? Mm
1: -hmm. And the poor narrator isn't going to be able to escape it either in the ending. Cause you've still got the people even in like the psychiatric (gasps) facility where he is that are a part of it. So then it's like, is this guy even going to ever get to recover and get to be in a place where he can rejoin the world and not have Mm -hmm. to worry about this
2: violence I don't know. He somehow (laughs) radicalized every man in the world. Yeah. Which I guess is what this book is (laughs) about, is how easily men are radicalized because it's just like every single person (laughs) Mm -hmm. is in on it. Well,
0: like the author was saying and in the afterwards is like there's a void for books like about clubs or, you know, for men. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> poor men so, I know so of course they're going to have a book about a club or you know and they're going to go crazy about it or they're going to find a club in real life like they did in the book and real life in the book <laughs> and, yep. went, and just took it way too far because they're like we have no other clubs to go to this is the only club that exists <laughs> either that or remaining men together
2: which was healthy and the narrator would go there and cry and then he'd be able to go to sleep and it was really nice Mm -hmm. and then it's just like oh no I don't do that anymore and then the whole group falls apart because they all find out about Fight Club yeah Yeah.
0: (laughs) oh my gosh yep everyone just becomes so obsessed to the point where it's like just not interesting anymore (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Ugh. I feel like a lot of stuff that they did was contradictory. Mm. Like, I'm not sure if you guys felt that I way. I but... think,
2: kind of, and I I think that was the point, because it's showing, look how obvious it is that you shouldn't be following these people, because <laughs> they're not e- mm. they don't even have a goal, they have, they're just doing whatever. Yeah. Okay. I think that was the point of it, to indicate that these are not people yeah. you should be listening to hopefully people don't read this book and take it seriously but unfortunately (laughs) people do
0: I know unfortunately
2: well that makes sense
0: then because I was like I kind of think that some of their pranks are kind of funny (laughs) And, like, kind of cool, but, like, some of them, I mean, most of them are, like, not that great. Which prank did you
2: like? (laughs) Yeah, which one?
0: The ones that I liked were harmless. The ones, like, where they're replacing the airplane emergency cards with, like, the funny ones of people, like, fighting over oxygen masks. Okay. That was the misinformation committee. Yeah. Yeah. And the other one, oh, were the bumper stickers. Okay, yes. Like, recycle your animals. You okay. know those I thought those were funny. You know. Okay. So I guess if I were part of Project Mayhem, I would be part of the misinformation committee.
2: <laughs> this is like a Buzzfeed quiz. Which committee are you part <laughs> of? <on>? Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that's the one I would do.
2: <laughs> no, I I think my problem was that around the halfway point of this book, the the narrator became really unlikable at first the Mm -hmm. narrator was okay the narrator was fairly relatable at least because it's this guy who's working this job that he's like it's really wearing him out and Mm -hmm. just you know the grind yeah (laughs) (laughs) we all know Mm -hmm. so he he's an he's an everyman and it's it works well and then around the halfway point he's just he's doing things just because tyler tells him to and they're bad things yeah And he never says anything about, oh, I feel bad about this until maybe later in the book he does. But when he's doing them, he's just doing them. Just, oh, Tyler told me to do this, so I'm doing this. And so then I'm just like, I don't really like you anymore. And the movie did it better because (laughs) the movie was able to keep the narrator likable by having him be like, in most of those scenes that were in the book, it's Tyler doing the bad things and he's watching. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. The movie, they were they were like, nobody's going to root for this guy if he's doing these things <laughs> <Yeah>. without questioning it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and them like so the whole speech where the boss first finds the fight club rules in the photocopier is like so much more intense than it was in the movie like in the movie like he kind of is just like vaguely threatening like someone could find a gun who wrote this and like be marched down the halls blah blah blah. but in the book he's like and it could be me and i could do this
2: and And you know reciting the rules Showing that he, he, this is obviously his paper. Yeah. Exactly,
0: exactly. I was like, like his scenes with his boss, I'm just like, oh my god, like kind of cringing the whole time. And then (laughs) Mm. he ends up killing his boss. Yeah. That's the ultimate and i don't know it was a little crazy to me because i feel like his boss is just like another cog in the machine and like Mm -hmm. it's one uh, just another thing that doesn't make complete sense you know that also doesn't happen in the movie
2: so i feel like Mm. (laughs) that's a good change they almost need to make it a point to be like we haven't murdered anyone oh wow there's a there's a line that's basically we haven't killed anyone (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, that's good. I can relate to these characters more (laughs) when they're not murderers. (laughs) Okay. Yeah.
0: We emptied out all the buildings. No one's going to die. We're just doing this for the cause, not to harm anyone. Hmm. They're very cause-driven in the movie.
2: Whatever that cause (laughs) may be. Whatever
0: that cause may be. (laughs) But uh, yeah, in the book, they literally just... Do whatever Tyler t- tells them to do, mm-hmm. and they do it, yep, and it's such like a cultish thing to like divide everyone up, have them only know their step in whatever mm-hmm. process, like the soap making mm-hmm. process, like have and isolate them like that, and have them know nothing else, and conveniently, the last rule of project mayhem is you don't ask questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tyler Durden thought of everything. When he was trying to confuse himself. (laughs) Yeah. So the ending, Tyler mixes the wrong ingredient and the building doesn't blow up. And it's not necessarily the wrong ingredient. It's just an ingredient that they know that Joe knows doesn't quite work for him all the time. So if he knows Uh that, then Tyler would know that too. Yeah. Do you think Tyler just really didn't want to blow them up? Like just wanted to scare him or... (laughs)
2: how am I supposed to know? (laughs) Who knows what Tyler is trying?
0: What did did Tyler really (laughs) want? What did Tyler
2: want? Well...
0: Okay, this is my theory. So... (laughs) Let me tell you. Tell us. I have a theory on this. So he convinces Joe that the building's going to blow up. Mm -hmm. And then he shoots Joe in the cheek. Mm -hmm. He ended up shooting himself. But Joe thinks he's dead because he's like, I got shot and then the building blew up. So maybe he stays inside his mind forever because he thinks he's dead and then so then Tyler Durden who survives the gunshot wound can like take over his body 100% of the time
1: oh maybe yeah
0: Emma you're stunned into silence (laughs) because I'm right
2: I don't don't really understand what I what I was thinking is you were talking about the funny jokes maybe it was all a joke maybe he's just playing a big joke on himself he's just like ha ha you thought you were gonna blow up (laughs) that's pretty funny yeah oh my
0: gosh just causing chaos pretty much
2: yeah okay
0: (laughs) okay my favorite part though is at the end when marla busts through the door with like all the support
2: group people okay that was good that was a great way to bring bring it full circle I liked it.
0: <laughs> yes. I was like, yeah. this is amazing. And they all like march and they're like, you have so much to live for. <laughs> Don't kill yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God. I loved that so much. I thought that was really sweet and awesome. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, did you guys read that article? No. hmm. You did? I did. Yeah. But I have. But seen you the didn't movie. see the movie. Yeah. I, watched, I watched the movie, and then Hannah read the article. <laughs> <laughs> it was a scathing indictment on why we don't like Fight Club anymore. Is it because
2: it's boring?
0: Because it's a pretty boring movie. Um, I do think they mentioned something about it just being really cliche, which mm-hmm. I feel it like could be boring. Right? I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of different but oh my god this
2: movie's so long
0: it is a two hour movie for sure
2: it's two hours and 20 minutes two hours and 20 minutes wow and it felt every minute of it (laughs) although i've seen that movie so many times you know i guess i shouldn't i shouldn't be the one who's like you're the movie you like is too long since I recommended Lords of <laughs> Arabia in a previous podcast.
1: <laughs> that's true. Yeah, you can't mm-hmm. say that then. But
2: I've only seen that movie yeah. like three times. I don't watch it all the time because it takes a lot out of me because it's very long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that.
0: I've seen this movie probably about a hundred times.
2: I don't know how you sit through it. That Okay, that's the surprising thing. This movie's kind of boring and i you know i feel like there are, are so many men who are like oh yeah fight club love fight club and it's like how did you sit through this <laughs> <laughs> this isn't an action movie did you know that <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> uh no it's a mystery slash romance It's neither of
2: them <laughs> it's just fiction <laughs> Wait, I think it has, like, the Library of Congress classifications in the book. I have the book with me right here. Uh, Millennialism, United States (laughs) Fiction, Young Men, United States Fiction, Apocalyptic Fantasies. Wow. Interesting. Millennialism.
0: This is what we based our culture off of. Wait, so, um, did you have anything else to say
2: about the movie? Oh, let's see. Okay, yeah, Hannah, we're gonna talk about the movie now, I guess. Talk about the movie. The, okay, the movie was... Okay, it might be better than the book. And I might have liked it more if I hadn't read the book, because then I would have been discovering it for the first time, and I wouldn't already know, oh, this is all that's going to happen. Nothing's Mm going to happen. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I think it did some things well. There was narration through the vast majority of the movie, and I think there were Mm -hmm. definitely times where you know show don't tell you didn't have to narrate all of his thoughts I yeah. know that's how it is in the okay. book but I think you could have done mm-hmm. ways to, to show this and not just have yeah. the narrator telling us everything mm-hmm. and then the ending is different and I think it kind of ruined Yeah. <gasps> Well, <laughs> don't get too excited, Hannah. So It's not that yeah.
0: different but it's different.
2: The narrator's in the building and he shoots his cheek and apparently that defeats Tyler Durden somehow. Oh. <laughs> and then and then Mar- Marla comes in and the rest of Project Mayhem is still just like, Oh, Tyler Durden, what are your orders? He's like, get out of here. Like I I get out. <laughs> and so the building that he's in doesn't blow up because he had to. He disabled the bomb. <laughs> he had to. There was a yeah. there was a bomb to okay. save Hannah. Wow! And like a
0: garage fight scene that they definitely just did because it looked really yeah, cool to,
2: to fight yourself because they show the security <laughs> cameras. Oh, nobody's fighting him. He's just throwing himself around. Oh, yeah, fun. I feel like it was a
0: fun scene.
2: No, I liked I, it. I liked the last twenty minutes of the movie until like the last two minutes of the movie because the last two minutes. So okay, that building doesn't blow up, and he's standing there with Marla, and then the other buildings blow up, and the narrator's just like, "It's fine. Like we'll we'll see what the future holds."
0: Or I don't remember what he says, but <laughs> he says, "You met me at a really weird time in my life." Yeah. It- <laughs> he's wow and then they hold hands as they watch the buildings explode and then where's my mind by the pixies starts playing i was gonna say
2: <laughs> cue the pixies wow. and cut to black <laughs> but okay so during before that rewind a bit he so he's doing his final confrontation with tyler durden and and he says i i take responsibility for my actions which are also your actions i take responsibility for all of this and I don't feel bad about it. And I want to stop it. He's been trying to stop the buildings blowing up in the last 20 minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then when the building does blow up, he's just like, it's fine. I'm like, it's not fine. It's fine. <laughs> you should be a little bit more <laughs> yeah. remorseful. I know that maybe wow. there's nothing you can do, but I, I...
0: Yeah. So again, this is done at night. No one is in the buildings. <laughs> is cohorts assured him (laughs) and what they're doing so the plot in the movie is like slightly different so what they're doing is they're blowing up all of like the credit card buildings because they want to like blow up everyone's credit card records and, I don't know, everyone starts at yeah. zero again, sort of I'm thing. like, that's not how it works. Well, I th- you know, that's what I was thinking too, but then I was like, okay, this is 1990, I don't know when it was first published, I think it was first published in 1996. So, like, this is 1996, they probably did have all paper records for, like, our credit <laughs> and stuff, or, you know, like, credit card bills and everything. Mm. So, like, maybe if they did blow up, because they're built blowing up the credit card building in every major city. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, if you think about it in the context of 1996, then yes, maybe your credit score isn't going to change, but maybe your debt will disappear. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the records will get blown up, but it definitely wouldn't work in today's context.
2: I don't know, but it is a pretty faithful adaptation of the book. There's more Fight Club in the movie. There is. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, I think I, I think I liked it more, but maybe I just like looking at Edward Norton. You know, Aww.
1: a lot of a lot yeah. of the Goodreads like one and two star reviews were that the movie was better,
0: <laughs> which was interesting. Either way, it's like not a long book and it's a long movie, so it's like just pick one. Well, the Movie could have been shorter.
2: What <laughs> whatever. If you think you could read a book faster then watching a two and a half hour movie, then read the book. But <laughs> if you think you can't read a book that fast, then watch the movie. Yeah, there you go. Or do neither because I didn't really like either. But I guess I'm, I'm moderately glad I watched the movie since it, there are a lot of things that seem like everybody should watch. Maybe this isn't one of them because this is considered a cult classic. But hey, I've seen it. I haven't seen a lot of movies that... People say everybody's seen, but I've now seen Fight Club.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely referenced like a ton. Mm-hmm. And it's like one of those movies that once you see, you'll be like,
1: "Oh my god, all these references make sense now."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they have no bearing on whatever storyline to whatever <laughs> yeah. show you're watching. Yeah, well, that's Fight Club. We we're pretty lukewarm about it, I guess.
2: <laughs> yeah, because i I think it I think it needed another draft. <laughs> I think I need another revision. That it's almost there. It's a first novel. Right. So I I think yeah. it's a good first novel if you want to judge it as that. But True. Yeah. But we're just yeah. judging it as a novel. And I right. think it needed another draft. And I think the movie was kind of that other draft. But I think the movie needed another draft to yeah. really just focus in on something.
0: Yeah. So interesting enough, there was some recent controversy, because <laughs> the movie was recently released in China, but they gave it an alternate ending, because they didn't like the chaos of the original mm. ending. Uh-huh. And the ending that they gave it was actually truer to that of the book. He's arrested and put in an insane asylum. Oh. Yeah. Oh.
2: Yeah.
0: Did they film and, that scene and then cut it? No. So, I, what they do. <laughs> Did they just put they, like a title card? <laughs> they put a title card in. That's what oh. they do in a lot of like edited Chinese movies, I guess. <laughs> it was an edited ch- title card at the end.
2: <laughs> Tyler Durden was arrested and is now
0: serving a life sentence. <laughs> yes, exactly. He was apprehended by the appropriate officials. <laughs>
2: Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of Yeah, that could kind of work for yeah. like going along with the book of just being a chaos just oh, you True. don't even get a you don't even get a real ending. ending. A it's ending. just a card.
0: Yeah, right. Wow. Oh it could work. Oh my god. A really
2: artistic director could could get away with that. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people were
0: like a lot of fans were mad about it. Of course, movie only fans. But Mm. Chuck Palahniuk was like, "Uh, it's actually closer to the ending (laughs) of my book. So I actually prefer it.
2: (laughs) Here's what I think the ending should have been. Tell me. Let me tell you how to improve this. I wanted it. I wanted this in the book. And I wanted this in the movie. I thought maybe it would happen in the movie. It didn't happen in the book. It didn't happen in either. But I wanted it to be to just like zoom in on the narrator. And he says something along the lines of, and that's my story. And then it pans out and he's in a courtroom. And this is his trial. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. a cut to black. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my
1: God.
0: I like that. <laughs> and he's like representing himself, of course.
2: okay i uh, there's nothing i love more than a story of somebody (laughs) representing themselves (laughs) in court because it's it's almost always bad i know hannah's main exposure to it is flashback to our eric braden episode (laughs) He is representing himself (laughs) in court but the most most of the time it's is bad and it's hilarious. Yeah,
0: no, it's always like the most psychopathic serial killers are always the ones who are like, I'll represent myself. And it's like, okay, I'm sure that's always gone over well. Mm-hmm. That would so be him, though. Oh my god, and then it's Tyler Durden. <gasps> the defense rests your honor. <laughs> <Cut to> black. <laughs> <laughs> And now I'm going to call another witness to the stand. It's Varla and it's just him. (laughs) Wow. That's just off the rails. She was one of the personalities. (laughs) Why not? I really think that's a good theory. I was
1: really convinced for a really long time. (laughs) (laughs)
0: i think that's an awesome theory like if you're gonna have one alter that's running the show why not have two and that they're just like running Mm -hmm. like rough shot with your life like come on Mm -hmm. (laughs) just make it happen i want that version (laughs) when we
2: remake fight club
0: (laughs) yeah right like if you're gonna use mental illness just use it all the way. Use the or whole don't sp-
2: use it. Or don't
0: use it. Or don't use it. Use the whole spectrum of the disease or don't use it at all.
2: Okay. Yeah. That's, I think that's what I was trying to say earlier when I wasn't knowing what I was saying. Where it's just, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It, it don't just, and I think Hannah was saying like, don't make it a plot twist. But yeah, either make it the plot, make it mm-hmm. this be what the book is about truly and fully, or don't have it because you yeah. don't need yeah. it. Don't just be like, surprise, and now we're moving on.
0: Yeah. Like, it would have been interesting if he already had, like, a therapist, and maybe that was an alter. I don't know. Like, you could have, like, really just totally taken over this book with alters and what's real and what's not real. and Right. made that. And then it could have just been Fight Club and him dealing with his mental illness and him trying to see that Fight Club isn't real. Or is it?
2: Is any of her real? Who knows?
0: Exactly. <laughs> well, there was one part of the book at the end where he was like, Did I ever wake up from on that beach? Like, am I going to wake up now? <laughs> like, oh my God, what if you do and you're still on that beach? <laughs> and you have a really bad suntan or sunburn. <laughs> hey, anything's possible in a book when you write it. Yes. Words to live by. <laughs> Well, that was Fight Club, guys. We felt things about it. (laughs) Um, And I'm sure my cohorts have like a ton of recommendations. So Hannah, let's start with you. Uh, All right. I
1: have three recommendations. Two I don't actually like. What? And one I do.
0: (laughs) I don't know if it's a
2: recommendation if you don't like it. If you don't like the book then it makes perfect sense to recommend your book you don't like.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, reading the book initially, it just really made me think of Jack Kerouac and On the Road. And so I would recommend if you liked... Fight Club you might enjoy on the road, which is just basically chronicling Kerouac's years traveling North America with his friend Neil Cassidy. And it's really just like this journey of like self-knowledge and experience, very stream of consciousness type writing, if I remember correctly. I never actually finished the book, so (laughs) I don't know. For some reason, reading Fight Club reminded me of On the Road. So I would suggest On the Road. Then a book that I do like, and I have possibly already recommended on the podcast. I've definitely recommended this author many, many times. So Record of a Spaceborn Few by Becky Chambers. I feel like this one connects to Fight Club because of the existential themes of book. It focuses on this cast of characters who are on a space station and are all basically really just trying to figure out their life's meaning. Are they going to stay on this station? Are they going to move off the station? What is their purpose on the station? There's not really that many people who are staying there anymore. This is... It was a fleet that had left Earth thousands and thousands of years ago. So they don't really need it. Like, they have new planets now. They don't really need the station anymore. So it's really just trying to decide, you know, what their life's purpose is and their meaning. And do they stay there or do they go? Fantastic mm-hmm. character work, as always, with Becky Chambers. You will become attached to every single character. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you become attached to every character, Hannah, no matter what. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not always
2: <laughs> not with my Club <laughs> well there's only one character
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then my final one is another book that I didn't really care for which is The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald yeah I don't know <laughs> I, I did actually finish that book so I I can at least say that I guess Fight Club reminded me of The Great Gatsby mainly just because you have the narrator who's really full attention is on this other character the entire time. And and so that other character is really made out to be the main character of the story. So that was really my thought process with recommending (laughs) The Great Gatsby.
0: Kind of interesting. The author in the afterword said... That he was hoping Fight Club would be like a modern Great Gatsby.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: There you go. Mission accomplished. I picked up on that. <laughs> good job, Hannah. <laughs> Emma, what do you recommend for us this month?
2: Well, I got some. I'm gonna say they're pretty bad recommendations, even though they're they're really good recommendations. You but and Hannah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Quite, quite the opposite. I'm recommending things that I love, but I don't know how much they are like Fight Club, now uh, that I'm really thinking about it. Oh,
0: okay, I I'm,
2: see. I'm recommending things based on what I thought Fight Club was gonna be, More. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Wait, what did you think Fight Club was gonna be? Let me explain. My first recommendation is RoboCop. Yeah. One, gr- one of the greatest movies ever yes, made. Yes, yes, and yes. And that's <laughs> because it's action... But it's satire, which is that that's what I thought Fight Club was gonna be. Was more action and more critiques of certain themes mm-hmm. like that. So I and I I don't know if Fight Club had dark humor. I guess it kinda did, mm-hmm. but Robocop I does dark that. humor perfectly. Yes. And it's so good. It is the greatest movie. Which of all version? Time. Christina <laughs> Do you have to ask?
0: I'm that? just making sure. We're on the same page.
2: Okay, Robocop, nineteen eighty seven.
0: Yes, okay. <laughs> good.
2: <laughs> and then my second recommendation, another movie. I'm recommending They Live, which is a wonderful movie. You may know it as the movie with Roddy Piper wearing the sunglasses.
0: Yes!
2: <laughs> okay. Hey. Anna, you've never seen this movie. I've never but you seen should. it, but I love Roddy Piper. <laughs> I know. Roddy Piper is so good in this movie. He really is. And also, this is this is more related because Roddy Piper's character does not have a name, much like the character in Fight Club. Ooh. he's just man, and he's see, they live might be a, uh, it's hard to tell because it's really just John Carpenter's cynicism on display of mm. what he thinks of society. So he mm. he might take Fight Club seriously. Oh my God! When you shouldn't, but but wow. it is fighting against consumerist capitalist culture but maybe in a very violent way and you shouldn't do that but it's kind of played straight up <laughs> yes go yeah. in and start mm-hmm. shooting all the aliens uh yeah it's great it's 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 a really fun movie those are two great 80s action movies that you should watch instead of watching fight club i really need to watch oh. it
0: i feel <laughs> like i need to watch it and i've never heard of it before
2: well there are quite a few references to it throughout pop culture, so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> once you do watch it, your eyes will be opened, much cool. like Roddy Piper's eyes were opened when he put the sunglasses oh on. gosh. So... Wow. They Live and Robocop are my recommendations for this time. Christina, do you have any recommendations?
0: Hey, you know I do. So my first one isn't really like a recommendation. But the only reason I'm mentioning is because, uh, Hannah, you mentioned Jack Kerouac on the road. Mm -hmm. Um, I was talking to a friend and we were thinking that Fight Club was very much like our generation's like Catcher in the Rye. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: Moody, narrator, (laughs) you
1: know. (laughs) Except I love the Catcher in the Rye. Oh,
0: I hated it. Because I felt like it was very much like, yeah, man, everything sucks, man. This is... I don't even know. I just was like, not there for I will
1: defend Holden (laughs) to my dying day. He is going through so much. He is grieving his brother's death. He is going through so many traumatizing events throughout this whole book. I mean, that poor, poor kid. I will defend him. Oh, God. That book well, is
2: actually about mental health and is it's saying, done, this character needs help. Yes,
1: it, the whole time. <laughs> it, it's not necessarily a twist because you can tell the entire time that he needs help and then he gets help.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was also just very similar how many people have co-opted Catcher in the Rye as sort of like an identity in the way that like people have co-opted Fight Club as an identity. Mm. Yeah,
2: Everybody who didn't understand the book. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. People only getting those surface level messages. Uh, My other recommendations are just going to be other Chuck Palahniuk books. I read a lot of his books from the beginning of his career. I haven't read a lot of his most recent ones, Mm. but I really loved Invisible Monsters. That's going to be one of my favorite books that he's ever written. A lot of his novels deal with mental health issues and illnesses and honestly like it's hard to tell what's going on in some of them but uh, (laughs) it's crazy but uh choke is also very good that one was also made into a movie that you can see book is definitely way better than the movie those are the two that i would definitely recommend haunted is really good as well it's like a collection of short stories and it includes guts which is a short story that he wrote, it's, like, just super visceral and disgusting. And I feel like he just enjoys writing those kinds of works to get a reaction out of his readers. Um, And so Haunted is filled with, like, kind of stories like that. But, yeah, those are my recommendations. All right. Y- y- yeah. Nice. Yeah. Emma, we're reading your favorite book next month. What are we going to
2: read? Well, as we all may remember... We actually did read my favorite book last time we did our favorite books.
1: <laughs> Emma Emma succeeded.
2: <laughs> I knew what my favorite book was, but I I can have more than one favorite book. Anybody can. <laughs> so I have my other favorite book, Black Hearts in Battersea by Joan Aiken. It is a juvenile fiction book. It is probably the book I've read the most in my life. I've read <laughs> it a lot. It's very good. It's technically a sequel, but you don't need to read The Wolves of Willoughby Chase. Don't do it. Just just read this book. Just read <laughs> okay. the one book. hmm Okay. <laughs> but yes, it's about a young boy named Simon, or maybe young man. <laughs> he's going to London to study painting, but then his friend who was supposed to meet him there, he's disappeared. And there's mischief about, and a mm-hmm. plot... Maybe to assassinate the king. Whoa. Ooh. So Dang. It's, it's kind of Dickensian, I believe. Uh, yeah, is... I was going to say,
1: what time period does this take place in?
2: There's a specific time. Well, it's alternate history. Right. Hannah, Hannah you'll probably be like... Wait a minute. This isn't right. <laughs> right. Because I I think the the king is Scottish or something and Oh fun. You're, you're like, "No, that's no, not what No, no, did
1: they did they branch off? Like did James the 1st of England, 6th of Scotland somehow
2: do better? <laughs> I think I think that's the what the history is that that he lived and was still the king or whatever. He's still the king? Well, no, he's not. I think James the 3rd is the king in the book. Okay. So I think, fictional person, James right. III.
0: Hannah, he didn't do well in real life, okay? Okay,
1: no, he didn't do well in
0: real life,
2: but
1: he, <laughs> he, he defended his man to <laughs> everyone.
2: Wow, okay, uh, the king doesn't show up till the end, so don't get too excited. <laughs> no, I know. I don't know <laughs> that, but, like, that's exciting. Okay, cool. It's a nice little book. It's great. I think it's got some great action, great scenes, great characters. It's got everything you want in a book, and Sweet. we'll be reading it next time. I can't wait. Nice. Woo!
0: This has been Treat Your Shelf. Find us on all the social media apps. Like, subscribe, write wonderful comments. All that information is going to be in our show notes. Until next time, don't forget to treat yourself.